0: You are
1: listening to the Empowering Us Caribbean Podcast. And hello everybody and welcome to the Empowering Us Caribbean. We are glad to have you here tonight and we do have a special treat for you guys. I'm going to jump into um, tonight's topic. It's going to be about the importance of financial literacy in the Caribbean throughout the diaspora. And for the African Caribbean descent. Now, in the Caribbean, it is a very, very, very important topic when it comes to um, financial literacy. And the reason why it is very, very important it um, reduces income inequality, saving for retirement, helps with budgeting, investing, saving for college reduces expenses, and manage debt. Now the problem in the Caribbean is um, in regards to us not having so many information regarding financial literacy, it starts from the stem of slavery. And also with Caribbean's African descents being excluded from many things in regards to wealth. That is why the gap is so huge. Now, the the fact is European enslavement and exploitation of Africans and their descendants and their exploitation of regions, resources, have damaged the Caribbean development prospects. Historical injustices have undeniably contributed towards the poverty and underdevelopment right, when it comes to the Caribbean um, diaspora and also the Caribbean areas. And uh, recon right, need to develop, we need to develop programs to have um, social economic development of these societies. European countries such as Spain, England, France, Portugal, etc accounted for 90% of the enslavement trade. In regards to the different things that people are trying to do in the Caribbean or was doing from the stem of um, civilization in Africa, it was brought over from Africa, this practice. The practice is called Susu. A lot of different countries call it something else, but it's basically the same thing. Um, In some Caribbean countries, they call it partner. Now, SUSU, this is the name used in West Africa and parts of the Caribbean countries, right? Rotating savings and credit associations. The group can be as small as two and as large as however many that's manageable usually among trustworthy friends coworkers or family members now the pros of susu accountability you feel pressured and reminded to save so you're you're pretty much on the the, th- the threshold of okay well if i have to be accountable i have to make sure that i put my money in by a certain time it's going to also encourage you to actually save that money right because you're not just doing it for yourself, but you have other people out there as well. Risk sharing, quick access to money in case of emergencies. So if you have money that's put aside and you don't even have enough, maybe it's an emergency, you could actually get a loan in some sense and you don't even have to add any interest to it. You're not paying any interest. So that's where um, SUSU comes in a lot of um, beneficial aspects for a lot of individuals who do engage in the SUSU practice. Trust. You need to have trust and accountability. Some of the cons are there's no interest in the SUSU. Your money is at risk because whoever you actually have that's managing the money, they could actually take off and do things with your money. And um, this is not a a legal practice where you're going to say, okay, well, I have a documentation where if you don't give me my money, um, we're going to go to court or whatever the case is. Um, It's not like that. So you really have to make sure that whoever you're doing this with, you really, really trust and um, honor everything. So in some Caribbean countries, right, Um, Eastern Caribbean countries, the poverty level rises so much. Um, Just gonna give you an example, Grenada's um, poverty level was at 37.7. It was the highest in the region following Montserrat, St. Vincent and Grenadines, St. Lucia and um, Dominica. And when it comes to the child poverty, it doesn't get any lower than that. Eleven countries was at 32.7, meaning that around one-third of all children were living in poverty. Now, when we look at this map, right, we're talking about how is it can we try to build generational wealth? How could we try to build something where we're not going to have our children struggle. Um, we're going to jump into the, um, the different categories. But first, I'm going to introduce tonight's panel. So we have Rohan de Cassells, Chi Chi Coleman, and Avion Anderson. I'm going to just have them just introduce themselves. And um, we're going to just jump into tonight's um, topic. So I'm going to start with um, Chi Chi Coleman. Hello. Hello. Good, Good, to- see you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for, um, for joining us. We do appreciate it. Nice to be here. <laughs> Right. Yeah, okay. so, Ms. Um, Ms. Chi Coleman, I um, just wanted to, you to just introduce yourself to the world. Just give us a little bit of, um, you know, some, some information about, you know, um, when it comes to finances and things like that. Okay.
0: Well, good evening, good night uh, to everyone. <laughs> uh, my name is Chi Chi Coleman, and I am a Nigerian-born, New York-raised, um, now residing in the DMV um, area and um, my background is originally in education. I've worked um, um, more so with uh, psychology, counseling, um, behavior intervention, but but I also work as um, entrepreneur, doing digital entrepreneurship, right? And one of the, Things that I found so, so important, as uh, Mr. Griffiths has said, is that the importance of finding out information, right? So you don't have to be great to start, but the idea of it is to start so you can be great and also you can build from there. So I am, you know, happy, I'm humbled to, you know, be here to share some information. But um, I have information I came across and that I would love to share with everyone because. You know, a lot of times we find information, um, and like he said, it's kind of passed down, and there's something's missing, right? Because we're now in the 21st century, so we have to follow the new rules of
1: uh, money, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for that introduction. Um, we're gonna we're gonna also continue with the conversation. I'm gonna also introduce the next the next guest as well, Mr. Rohan B. Cassells. hey welcome brother how are you
2: i'm good how you doing how you all right doing?
1: good night yeah so welcome to the Empowerness caribbean i just want you to just um say hi to the crowd
2: yeah hello everyone i'm rohan cassells i'm an analyst in the financial services industry i'm a recent graduate of Temple university yeah. born and raised in new york and i have a caribbean uh, background as well um and you know when, when thinking about financial literacy it's important to ask yourself a few things first you know am i satisfied with my current financial health there's a lot of satisfied millionaires and there's a lot of people who are satisfied you know, living a nice, comfortable, normal life. So if you're one of those people that are like, I, I'm not really satisfied where I am financially, then ask yourself, am I willing to change my habits to get where I need to be? Because many times we want a change of circumstances, but we don't want to do the necessary work and change the habits. It might be a little tough at times to get us there. And third, once you've decided, I want to change my habits, you know I, I want a different lifestyle, then you just learn, you know, watching, you know, broadcasts like this one, Going on YouTube, learning online you know, there's countless resources on the web right now. I think those three things will get you in a good shape you know, to get where you need to be financially. So happy to be here, happy to be a part of this conversation, and thanks for having me.
1: Yes, thank you, Rohan, for um, you know, for that introduction, and we are glad to have you here as well. Um, I know that our next guest was having a little bit of technical difficulty. Um, oh. I'm not sure if she's on right now, but um. Yeah, so Avian is not on right now, but as soon as she gets on, we're going to just have her jump in, introduce herself, and we're going to continue. So we're going to just jump into um, one of the next categories for tonight. Okay, and um in regards to that category, it's going to be about saving money, right? So um, Rohan um, did just mention some, you know, some, some great information. So we're going to just jump into saving um saving money right so now when it comes to like saving money right what are some um some good practices
2: yeah so i would say you know it's our this common inclination is as more money comes in we want to increase our expenses as well so we have to really make sure that we're asking ourselves is this something that i really need or is this something that i kind of want and if we want to change our financial health in a certain sense it's going to sacrifice some short-term purchases that we want to make to, to have that instant gratification. So I would say, you know, of course, there's going to be expenses. There's going to be bills. There's going to be things that come up in life. We have to make sure that as we have that money coming in, we're also taking care of our future as well and putting some away in our savings account and, and slowly building up towards that, our goals.
1: Right. I definitely agree on that because um, you, you mentioned the key thing is, is, is wanting versus need, right? So you know, we have to actually think of the things that we actually um, need first before we just jump over going into okay. Well, I want this, so let me just go ahead and spend money, and then at the end of the day, you don't have anything for any emergency, right? Um, When it comes to emergency, I mean, what is what is like a good amount of months to have some kind of emergency money put aside? I mean, a lot of people always ask these questions, right? Right. I can go in, okay. Um, um, Usually
0: um, they normally say anywhere between six to 12 months, right? Um, Because what we know is that um, about 70% of, you know the population doesn't even have a thousand dollars saved. So it's important to, at the very least like Rohan was saying, um, you know, decipher your, your needs versus your wants because, you know what's the last three letters in spend? is end, right? <laughs> so, exactly. after it's out your hand, um that's it. You know, when we talk about statistics and we're talking about certain um demographics, you know, money does not circulate for a very long time within the African American communities, right? Um but you find other communities where um it continues to circulate once it leaves our hands. That's it. Um because we are uh, one of the top consumers. So, it's not saying that we're we don't have the the ability to save is just we need to have the proper information since we are
1: um, definitely consumers. Yeah, which is very, very good. Um, you know, because when you're actually putting some money aside, especially with the pandemic, right? The pandemic actually was a wake up call for a lot of individuals. Um, so many people on unemployment, so many people didn't even get on employment, you know? So, you know, for us to actually try to go ahead and try to get a head start and and try to get into that whole normal practice of okay when you get when you get your money try to pay yourself first right you know just try to put some money aside and then try to just keep on building that and try to be like very consistent with it that's the key to be consistent and um if you could afford more then you could afford more and um then it leads you into doing different things right which we're gonna get into, like the different topics of the different things that you can do with with money. So I want to just um, shout out everybody that's on Facebook and also on Instagram for joining us tonight. We do appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions, you know you could also you could also drop it down in the um, Instagram or the Facebook chat, and um, we are gonna be able to address it live tonight. So um, you know, feel free to just shoot out any any messages that that you guys want and we'll be able to just engage with you guys that way okay now um as far as um saving money right um that's a good thing that we could do is to uh, put money aside for like an um, emergency um things like that right any 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 other suggestions um in regards to saving money there's
0: um yeah. yeah. oh go ahead. go ahead everyone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of tools.
2: I know you know we're living in a low rate environment now where you don't get much return on your on your balances. But looking mm-hmm. at high yield savings accounts, you know there there's usually well oh, there's a lot of places that offer you know instead of a standard 0.01% offering point 0.5 0.6%. Point so that extra little bit every month compounds over time. And who knows when the rate environment goes up, it could go all the way up to to two and a half percent just by having your you know and it's FDIC insured as well. Just having your cash sitting around, it's not going anywhere. It's still yours you're making that extra balance is on a risk-free um, savings account as well. So I definitely high, highly encourage everyone to look into those as well.
1: Right, which is good. And, um, you know, just to, just to piggyback on what you said, you said FDIC. Now, to a lot of people, that might be like a foreign language to them, you know? Um, what, what would you describe what FDIC means?
2: Yeah, it's, it's basically an institution that ensures that people's money uh, is, is protected and safe up to a certain amount. I know in... Different financial crises before uh, when people lost money, people lost money because their money wasn't insured in the bank, money that they worked hard for and then just getting wiped out because everyone was pulling on it and the banks didn't have enough. So they insure you up to a certain amount. I think it's up to $250,000. So it's, it's insured just in case you know, things go south. You still have that money insured you know, by a federal institution.
1: Okay, which is a great point, you know. Like I was talking about before, Susu, right? Like, um, those are the pro, th- th- Those are the cons for Susu. There's no, there's no FDIC, right? So if anything happens, then that's your own risk. And um, you know, to, to just to bring a point where um, back in 2008, when the market did kind of um, go down tremendously, a lot of people was worried, right? A lot of people was worried about their money. A lot of people was worried, okay, um, you know, what's gonna happen? Um, you know, things like that. But you also have to remember that with FDIC, but when your money's in one of those, um, you know, in a in, in a in a reputable bank, that your money is gonna be covered by the government, you know, and um, it goes for things with fraud, right? You know, if you're if, if your money is actually um jeopardized by fraud, somebody taps into your information, you're you're still gonna have your money still protected by the government. Another so, thing
0: that I wanted to um to add mm-hmm. as well, um is that, you know, um like he like he was saying, um we have so many different types of apps as well, right? We have simple apps, you know. There's one app that I would I would definitely like to share with everyone an app mm-hmm. simple app like digit you know di- like or you know do certain like um savings money challenges because like the simple savings apps what that does is while you know you have money coming in it just takes money out of you know your account for you and puts it aside so you're actually saving money unconsciously so that's the great thing about it so these you know that's another thing too you know we have access to so much like um rohan was saying you know the internet but also, you know, how many times do we download Facebook, Instagram, right, Snapchat? All these apps that don't make us money, <laughs> right? It's, so it's very right. important to get apps that, that gives us brings us money unconsciously. So one of the things that I do with um, a, a friends, a group of mine, is that you know we have a challenge, even if it's something small, because I think sometimes people there's a misconception when someone says save, it has to be a tremendous amount of money. You can challenge yourself to save $15 every week, you know, something, Mm -hmm. something that, you know, that small, because you understand, you know, it's, it's rough times for people. Um, so we don't want, we want people to save but people to also save, you know, within a a decent amount of means. So, you know, you, the person would know better, you know, how much they would be able to save week, but at the very least you can make, um, $2,500 $2,500 within um, 365 days if you're putting aside at the very least $15 every week you know oh, so looking right. at it looking at it smaller because like I said a lot of times people if I told someone I need you to save $2,500 they'll probably like, look at me like oh I don't know if I can do it but if I told tell, tell someone hey I just need you to you know save $15 just put $15 aside right whether it's yes. on an app or whether it's physically putting it in a jar you know he or she would probably feel more empowered that they'd be
1: able to okay sorry about that yeah go ahead go ahead
0: yeah so they would just feel empowered that they would be able to do it because um because you know you're, you're chunking it you're breaking it down um
1: and making oh, it um,
0: attainable
1: definitely that was um that was actually um you know great great advice um i also wanted to just um touch up real quick um on some questions that a lot of the um the audience are asking us. And then after that I'm gonna also introduce um our our other guests Ms. Miss Avion Anderson, okay? So one of the um the questions that was asked was from Miss Miss Um Sangster, Miss P. Sangster, investing versus savings, which is best, right? Um <laughs> We'll get I mean, to it's that. Yeah, a great, yeah, it's a great yeah, so great question, right? So, so we are going to get we are going to get into that, Miss P. Um, let me see what else anybody else asks. Um, mm-hmm. Investing will always yield greater right return. Okay, somebody said said that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into some of these questions, but let me just um introduce Miss Avion to the group. Oh, I think she got disconnected again. Okay.
0: Everyone so let's, bear with us, she's right. Re- she's hailing from Trinidad, so. You know, yeah, actually... <laughs> so I do apologize,
1: everybody. Um, she is she is from, um, she's actually in Trinidad and Tobago right now. So sometimes the service might be a little bit, um, not too stabilized. So I do apologize for that. Uh, we're going to jump into the next question, I mean, the next category: budgeting and spending. Right. Mm. So, in regards to budgeting and spending, what is the best? Um. Let me see. Now, when it comes to like budgeting and spending, right? Mm-hmm. Um. We actually did talk about a little bit about that with um with Rohan. He was talking about pretty much live be live within your means, right? Right. Absolutely. Now, yeah. So now we're gonna just um piggyback on that, and um just you know just try to give the the group a little bit more um in depth in regards to budgeting and spending. Yeah. So you
2: know, budgeting is essentially a way to kind of get ahead of any known expenses that you have. Um, It's a simple process, could take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, uh, as short as that. Um, So just list out all your expenses, it could be on Excel, it could be on a piece of paper, Uh, you know how much you have coming in every paycheck, you know, know, your light bill, water bill, insurance, gas, pretty much lays it out and then you see at the end of the day how much you have for savings, how much you have for investing. So that way there's no surprises every time stuff comes out of your account. You know, all right, I'm ahead of this. I know it's coming out. I can kind of forecast and, you know, it's easier to build those goals that Chi Chi was talking about before, because you you get ahead of it and forecast yourself and put it on a piece of paper and it's something that you stick by. So that way, when money comes in, you already have a plan that you made for yourself, so you don't have to scramble and think every time you get paid, oh, where should this go? Why is all this money getting pulled out of my account at once? You see that you have in front of you and it's easier to build and, and build on your goals on top of that.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, I wanted to also piggyback on what um, um, Chichi had also said um, earlier in regards to that app, Digit, you know. Um, I did test it out before, and um, by accidently, I actually (laughs) forgot that I actually signed up for it. And um, when I had, I checked maybe like about, you know, three, four months after I signed up, coincidentally, I was going to go on vacation. And um, I was surprised to see that I had well over a thousand dollars sitting in there, you know, so Like chi was saying that, you know, you're pretty much saving without thinking that you're, you're, you're Thinking that you're saving because with me looking at all of my different expenses and things like that and looking at my account I would have never think that money would be coming out Seamlessly and then just go into another savings um, account option without me even knowing about it, you know and um just to piggyback on what um Rohan said budgeting is very very important you know and um you could have the different tools that you could use to order to um to kind of you know say okay let me just pay this first because this is the most important you know so when it comes to budgeting you have to actually prioritize and think okay what's the most important thing you know you, you want to say, okay, well, I gotta pay my rent, right? I gotta pay for car um, insurance, you know, things like that. And then you could have it come out automatically. So that's one thing that kind of helps me to kind of like don't have to worry about it is by having the bill come out automatically, right? And um, sometimes with different companies and um, the things come out automatically, you could probably even save a percentage, you know? For example, when it comes to like car insurance, right? If you have it come out automatically, sometimes the company might give you a certain percentage off, right? So you have to think about different things that's gonna also help you to actually save. You know, you're, you're also budgeting, but you're also savings because you're doing things the right way, right? Right. And, um, you know, in regards to the budgeting part, the, the spending part is also the same thing like Rohan said you know you spend for the things that's going to be the most important not the things that you want you know but the things that you really need right and um I know that with with covid-19 happening it actually teaches a lot of us to be more disciplined now right Absolutely. and not just go ahead and then just spend beyond our means right right and
0: even to uh, piggyback off of
1: that you
0: know, if nothing else the pandemic has had people save money because you can't go anywhere <laughs> you know so you know there's probably less eating out i mean there's so many different options now i know i'm going you know for me for you know transparency in the beginning when you know grocery stores were you know closed i actually had to uh cook more and <laughs> anyone who knows me knows i don't care to cook but if that's what i gotta do that's what i gotta do right so that gave me an option where I didn't have to be out and eating or the same thing um, as well. Um, when you're commuting to work, right? How many of us probably spend, buy coffee, um, you know, a breakfast sandwich or, you know, things of that nature, lunch. So now sometimes, like you just said, sometimes, um, you know, certain situation uh, makes us reflect on what we're spending on. So, you know, it, it's it wasn't a the pandemic was a good thing in some ways for some people obviously and you know and then obviously you know for others it it definitely wasn't it it was something um very tragic but as far as with finances it definitely um lets us see where we were spending too because we stopped going to certain places right now some people might have also on the flip side was shopping like crazy (laughs) online you know so it was a give and take, depending on what it was that they were shopping off Because if it's closed, you no, know, no one's going anywhere. But <laughs> if it was other things, um, yeah, you can see where your finances um, have gone since the you know, pandemic.
1: Sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because even with the with the pandemic, it's like a lot of people was afraid to eat out too because you never know if the person that's preparing your food have COVID or um, how how sanitary um, you know the place is. Um, even right. if you order out, okay, well, um, a lot of people was actually just say, you know, leave it at the door. You know, they'll, cut, they'll get a light sauce spray, spray the box or spray whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people was just afraid of actually getting um, any type of um, sickness, you know. So that's when it came into, let me start preparing my own thing. I know, I know what, what's in there. I know what I'm doing, right? So um, that's actually a good um, thing that, you know, you were doing in regard to preparing your own food. Um, and you're also saving saving money as well right okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. so um I did want to get back into some um, some other questions that you are asking in the in the in the live chat yeah. okay well patrice said that um I used to spend two dollars a day on coffee it's terrible right mm-hmm. yeah you know like two dollars <laughs> a day I mean you add that up? You know, you times that by, you know, for the whole month and then you times that for the whole year. I mean, gee, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can be doing with that. Right. That <laughs> could go, go to digits. Right, right. Exactly.
0: That could go to digits. That, that could go to so many, you know, other things. Um, so, yeah, thanks, uh, Patrice, for actually, you know, realizing that. You know, mm-hmm. $2 seems like it's a little bit, but it always adds up because, you know, And some people drink more than uh, a cup of coffee a day, too. So it's not just mornings. So Sometimes people coming back will drink coffee as well. So that's 2 to $4 that you're spending at the very least five days a week, right? And I just told you that, you know, you can get a savings app that you can put aside $15. Those are those cups of coffee,
1: right? Exactly.
2: Definitely. And it's important now, while there are less opportunities to spend, to kind of build these habits. So that way... And when things open up back up again and there's more opportunities to spend, we already have those habits in place. So it'll be easier to kind of resist those temptations for those, you know, sudden splurges or whatnot. So it's, it's definitely good, we're getting ahead of it now.
1: Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good advice one, Rohan. Good point, Yep. Okay. Right, so we're gonna uh, jump into the next, um, the next category. So college planning, right? Hmm. Now, you know, back in the days, a lot of us, um, you know, that um, come from outside of the country, um, a lot of our <clears throat> parents, a lot of our parents sacrificed for us to go to college because maybe they knew that they didn't go to college or maybe their their parents didn't go to college, right? So we see how important it is because um, for us to be on the, you know, on the scale of actually competing with the different um you know, with the different workforces and everything, we see how important it is is for us to actually have a college degree. Um, Even if you have, like, an associate degree, nowadays, they're considering that to be almost like a high school degree, you know? So you have to actually try to just work your way up to it, at least, like, a, you know, bachelor's, master's um, degree. And um, we see how very, very important it is. But for a lot of people, it's not easy because college is a big investment, right? So what are the what are the different things that we can put aside for our kids that's gonna be an investment in in regards to kind of like helping them with college? Because we know that once we once our kids grow up, it's not gonna the college price is not going to be the same as what we were paying, right? It's gonna pay be way, way more. So in order for them to not take out too many student loans and things like that, what are some good and useful tips when it comes to someone that's preparing for college or even planning for college, um, you know, for their kids in, in, in the long run? Well, I, I'm just just from personal experience.
0: Um, I'm also, I was also a former student athlete, so I got a, a free, you know, full scholarship, a free ride um, to college, right? So one of the things I did was, again, having your kids tap into um, what they're very good at. You know, for me, basketball was my thing. You know, well at first, it was something that I didn't care for, but then I had a growth spurt. So, <laughs> so they said, hey, put the ball in your hand. you, you, you run running, you jump, right? So it was one of those things where I I a skill set, right? A skill set that I found that. was i was very good at good enough where someone says hey you can go to a d1 division one college and you know play basketball for us for our team so using those skill sets it doesn't necessarily have to be sports but they they have you know academic scholarships uh, scholarships as well um they also have scholarships if you are part of a band you know so there's so many things out there um they have a scholarship for just about everything whether you're a left-handed student whether you're of Native American descent, like you name it, there's a scholarship for it. But it also goes back to the entire conversation while we're having this. Everything goes down to information, right? So the importance of seeking out those information. Once you once those um once that information is sought out, also making sure that you're involving your kids into the conversation. Cause I think a lot of times, um, you know, I'm gonna be honest for my experience background you know my parents both parents Nigerian immigrants they came here they said look you all are going to go to school and I mean that was college degree was literally the equivalent of a high school diploma you know in my house just at the the basic level so for me you know going I got an associate's I got a bachelor's you know master's so I did all of that um but at the root of it also you have to also know what you want to do um, so I think that's important to, like, mitigate the student loans, too. And that's the convers- That's a whole other conversation <laughs> that people may or may not want to have is, you know, um, directing their, their kids to um, degree programs that they know that they actually are interested in doing as well.
1: Right. I mean, that's some very, very useful information, um, you know, when it comes to, like, scholarships and, you know, things like that. Um, now, some some people in the in the um in the chat was also mentioning some tools that they think is very useful. Remember, she was actually uh, mentioning about digits, right? Now, uh, Monique mentioned um, Monique and Patrice mentioned Acorn. They said it's all um, a great way to save and invest, right? And uh, Mr. Tariq Johnson mentioned um, scholarships and grants, right? The same thing like what she was saying. Now. What about um, people that's not really ready for college right now, but you're trying to maybe plan it for like the long run? Like, for example, I have a new baby um, that's two years old, and I want to prepare for my two-year-old when they reach 18 to actually go to college. Like, What are something that I could do in advance for the long run to actually prepare my two-year-old for college?
2: Yeah, that that definitely goes back to the to the budgeting point. Um, you know, add add that to the budget. You know, it just is, you know, there's a there's def- different bills. You have food. You have you allocate it to different spots. You know, create some room for even as if they're 18 years away from college, just create a little maybe 15 50 dollars every month towards education. It will definitely be helpful um, by the time you reach there because you'll be saving for 10 to 15 years. You know, at a smaller rate. So I, I would definitely say that um added to the budget as well and you know going back to the scholarship point um have them starting in high school have them apply to maybe a scholarship every month there's so many scholarships out there local ones national ones that's something i wish i did more um you know there's no there's one click ones there's just so many opportunities out there so the more applications you send out there the higher chance you have of racking those dollars up you know as you get uh, starting from an earlier age as well and I, I would say another thing as well college is a big investment so definitely, like Chichi said, add add them to the conversation. Tell them that you know this is not a, a four year paid vacation. Like you're you're going here to, of course, have fun, but you're you're there to do a job, and you're expecting as a parent, you know, a return on your investment somehow, whether it's you know a job or a degree or you know just coming back a much more educated person as well. Um, so just having them taking it seriously and realizing that you know some people may have to take loans that you're gonna have to pay it back someday. So know, be be cognizant of spending your time there wisely because it, it definitely is a big investment um, if you have to end up paying out of pocket.
1: Oh definitely, definitely. Um also someone had told me before about um five twenty nine plan, right? Um anybody familiar with that?
0: I've heard um a bit um, okay. about
1: I guess somebody Go in the group ahead. that just somebody mm-hmm. in the group just mentioned it too as soon as I said it. <laughs> oh
0: okay.
1: Uh um, Miss Evie Wait. I'm not sure if sure oh, you I know, sure. But, well, okay, okay. So <laughs> shout out to, to Miss Evie.
0: Hey Evie.
1: <laughs> All right, So I know that the five point nine plan is something in regards to like say if you have like a you know, like a child that's from um, I'm not too I'm sure not- what the big age requirement <laughs> is, but I know that you're you're able to actually help put aside some money um in regards to building debt. That for your child when they when they're ready to go to college, you know, right. And also to add to to that, um, you know, in high
0: school there's there's certain courses that you can take. Um, I also used to be a college and career college and career readiness um, um, program manager as well. So you they have certain programs from different organizations. I, I once upon a time used to work for. Um, an organization called girls Inc girls incorporated right so they have different organizations that give you um, information doesn't even matter you know um, and it's and it's free like something you don't you don't have to pay for it. it's a community organization so they're giving you information on how to be prepared for college so running a program where you're, um, you're teaching girls or boys or you know or' it's a co-ed depending on where you're at um, learning, going back to what I said about learning things about themselves, whether it's, you know, taking little personality tests, right? They have things like that in schools as well. They do that. Um And then also, um, in some places, you're able to go to like a field trip to certain places to kind of see how people you know, do a certain job, right? They have programs in, in um, high school where you can get credit for college, going to school half the time, and then um, being actually able to go to work. Um, they have certain honors courses, right? Or, you know, just advanced courses in high school credits um, towards schools. I know here um, in my state, um, I'm, I'm currently in Delaware, so you know, there's a high school out here, and, and it could be anywhere else, you know, Whoever, wherever everybody's tuning in, just gotta have to find out um, the information based on your state. But we have like a, a high school here that, the students are able to take go to, you know, school and some of their credits actually goes to the bigger university as well. So cause they, you know, it's a pipeline, right? They're trying to get these kids ready so they can come to their college or university. So there's just there is so many different ways of how you, know, you can prepare um the child, the student for college, whether it's um, you know, monetarily like Rohan was saying, or where they just referring to the 529 plan. So there's, there's a lot of different ways.
1: Ooh, much more fun than More staff.
0: importantly, you know, just make sure to ask
1: questions. Sorry about that. You could continue, and then and I'm gonna just all introduce Miss Avion before we get disconnected again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So what about uh?
0: Now, I'm gonna ask, I see a question on there. What about those people who don't believe in colleges? Yeah,
1: so this is a question from Mr. <laughs> Rowan Griffiths. <laughs> so, what about those people who don't believe in college and see it as only getting in debt and would rather invest the money, right? Um, differently. Fine,
0: now, too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not college, no. is, is not end-all, be-all. it's not the end all be all. It's not for everyone, Um, it's open to just about everyone, you know, but it's not for everyone. So that goes back to what I said about you gotta figure out who you are, right? And what your interests are first. Um one of the things that I tell people is um, you know, just don't don't and I think it's a mindset, maybe something with school or maybe something with home where kids, you know, complete high school and then they feel like they need to jump to a four year school. You don't have mm-hmm. to do that, and a four-year school across the, the country on top of that, too, right? So now you're paying out-of-state tuition. So I always tell people, like, go to your, um, your community college. You know, that was the route that I did. I was like, you yeah, look, I'm, you know, I'm one of six kids, and I, um, in my family, and I, I said, you know what? I know. Let me make sure I, I got, you know, all my ducks in a row first before I decide to leave my state. So. That's, that's another option um as well if you don't want to go to a four-year school um you can go to a two-year if you don't want to go to college in general um yeah then you you know you can go to the workforce you go or you could definitely invest in that's that's another conversation um that we're actually going to be touching up on um sooner than later
2: definitely and i will pay you back on that even if it's trade school um just make sure you want to do your learning on the side there's plenty of free resources on the internet just make sure because college, you know, there's a benefit of having a structure in place. Just make sure that if you want to do your learning on the side or go to an alternative route, that you still create that structure for yourself to ensure success. Um, because, you know, there's, there's not that system of checks and balances of grades and teachers and progressing through, you know, the grades in college. So definitely make sure that you have those structures in place and you take it seriously because you are still investing your time in something as well
1: absolutely yeah that's a yeah that's a great um, um advice as well because um college is not for everybody you know and um sometimes um, you don't want to invest money into going to college and then all of a sudden when you're finished you're not even maybe in that field right or maybe you said hey man I you know I don't want to actually work in that field even though you actually invested so many years and so much money into whatever you went to school for so i mean it's a good advice to kind of like sit down and kind of thoroughly think about what you want to do maybe you know within like the next um 10 years five years and try to map it out because it could be something where you could probably just go ahead and get a certificate or something you could probably just go ahead and kind of like learn a trade like rohan said or there's many many different things that you can do where you know you're actually going to be spending money and then come out loving what you're going to be doing you know you, you have to be into you got to be able to try to invest into something that you feel that you're going to be in love with for the rest of your life, you know? Right. Um, I did want to touch upon some more um, questions from the audience, right? Uh, let me see. So Miss Patrice said, um, yes, a community college, a great start, right? Some people look down uh, on trade schools and community colleges. Um, I mean, I honestly don't really think that a lot of people look down. I mean, well, some people probably um, don't give maybe community colleges as as much respect as a four-year school, right? But um, in regards to like a trade school and everything like that, I mean, I wouldn't really think that people look down on it because um, there's people that could go to a trade school and then you go to a four-year school and then they're coming out making way more money than you, you know? so i mean i wouldn't really take it as a um people should look down on it because to each have their own needs to each have their own um things that they're trying to accomplish you know i
0: think whoever was um you know the person was saying that it goes back to your environment culturally speaking you know what the expectations are you know for you um i know one of the things is, you know, you can go to a two-year school, even become like an x-ray technician, you know, sonographer. So that's one of the things where some people may feel like, oh, in order for me to do one thing, I, I need to have multiple degrees. Um, like, somebody, like Tariq just said, yep, yeah, learn a trade and you can get certified. So you can get a two-year certification um, and just like you said, making more money than someone who d- went to a four-year school for a different um, degree. But it goes back to, you know, finding information before you just jump into, you know, saying, I want to go to a four-year school.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, just, um, you know, sit down or, if you know, if you're a teenager, you're, you're a kid that's in high school, sit down and, and talk and, and get some advice from your counselor, get some advice from your parents. You know, this is going to be like a very big decision that you're actually making. So you don't want to just go in alone. You want to make sure that you have the right people behind you. That's kind of guiding you and trying to make sure that you take these big, big leaps, right? Correct. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go into the next um, category, and it's going to be in regards to um, investing, right?
2: hmm
1: Now, we know that investing um, is such a <clears> wide, <throat> wide category um it it could be from land it could be from land to money to a lot of different different things right um now in regards to the caribbean right i would look at it like a lot of people invest into into land right right a lot of people also inherit inherit land maybe from you know from generation to generation and um that's actually like a a big investment because you know land doesn't depreciate right land is always supposed to keep on appreciating so um what are some other um investment um opportunities or investment that um we as caribbean or african descents can actually make
2: yeah definitely um you know land is definitely one of them you can also invest in the stock market in, in a variety of different ways you can be an active investor and buy individual stocks you can invest in funds, which is a pool of different stocks that are professionally managed by people who, who do it for a living. Um, you can also invest in skills. Um, there, there definitely you can pay for certifications. You can pay for courses online. I think many times when we think of investing, we think of tangible, you know, things, money, stocks, um, land. You know, you can invest in yourself. Um, <clears throat> invest in things that will create more time for you to learn those skills. Uh, invest in skills that will eventually make you more money. Um, but the best investment you can make is definitely in yourself, because um, you'll definitely reap, like, reap the rewards from that. So there are a variety of different things you can do with your money. Um, you know, saving obviously is the first step to get there, and you can you know build wealth by saving, but investing will definitely get you there a lot faster. We also have to make sure you do your research, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Don't just take the first piece of advice or whisper or inclination or rumor you get. Definitely cross-check all of your sources, because it's putting your hard-earned money into something that's going to grow.
1: Right. Right. You make a great point. And um, I like that you say invest in yourself, right? Because um, investing in yourself, you're pretty much going to be the one to actually just kind of like teach yourself. But you're also going to be able to kind of, um, um, you know, get to wherever you want to get to in life. When it comes to investment, um, it's not just about investing into money. Right. But you're gonna also maybe use the different resources, the different books, the different um courses, the different things like that in, in in regard to um building up yourself, right? Right. Um
0: so just to uh definitely piggyback off of that, um he definitely hit the nail on the head. First and foremost, um the, your greatest investment is in yourself. Um and more importantly, um, you know, in a skill set. Um you know, this pandemic has occurred and wherever people worked at is whatever skill set that they had. Now, some of these skill set, they took 10, 20, 30 years, right, to perfect or, you know, pretty much craft up as, as best as possible. So definitely one of the things, um, like he was saying, is into the stocks and, and, um, and into various markets as well. Because you know, for me, one of the things I definitely invest in, I definitely invest in stocks. I definitely invest in cryptocurrencies as well, and I definitely invest in the foreign exchange market, right? Which is the largest market in the world, um, which you know has the stock market move um, on it. So, definitely wanted to uh, make people understand that there's so there's different markets out there, um, there's different platforms, and but first and foremost, like Rohan was saying. Is you know getting information a lot of times too, um, I think culturally speaking, um, if one person says, "Don't do this" or "Don't do that," it's not because they found information and they're telling you, "Hey, I found information. I've I've, I've had this experience, you know, and um, this has been the outcome." A lot of times we get people deter us from doing things and it's more so because their own insecurities or they're afraid or they're just, they're not knowledgeable, right? And and sometimes people are more afraid to ask for help than to say, hey, I don't know. So we have to, you know, start reprogramming ourselves and how we're getting information because a lot of times people miss out on opportunities because there has been a certain perception or someone has told them something, especially with this entire conversation of money you know, I, I, would, I can definitely say, uh, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the African and Caribbean communities, you know, money can be looked at as evil, which is kind of like uh, an oxymoron or, you know, just, just pretty much opposite. Because, you know, our communities are the ones that are telling us to get two, three, and four jobs, right, to make money. It's not that money is a bad thing. The problem is people don't know how to use money appropriately. So we've always been taught how to make money, right? And let me tell you something, you get someone um, who's African or Caribbean to go get a job, that would be the easiest thing ever, right? Is to find a job, to make money. But the, the more important thing is learning how to keep it and to multiply it. So that's what investing does, where you don't have to have multiple jobs, right? But you can have streams of income. So when we're talking about, like I told, we talked about earlier with the savings, You know, app. You know, you can also learn a skill set of whether it's trading, right? Where trading, which is more so a a short, shorter term of investing, or longer term investing, like when you're putting into, you know, um, stocks. So there's different ways to make your money work for you. But the key is one, get information right. Um, Be very open. To getting information because once you're closed-minded, it doesn't matter what anybody tells you, right? You're just gonna always say no because you've already came in closed. So be open-minded for one. Um, two, um, like Rohan said, your greatest investment is yourself. So don't look at money as, well, everything's gonna be free. Knowledge isn't always free, right? Some of us subscribe to, to get additional services for certain things. The same way people can pay for Netflix, and hulu and all of those things that don't bring us money right but that somebody just refers you to go watch you know, learning a skill set you know related to investing and you're actually paying yourself you're, you're, you're getting the mentorship from people who are not only investing um but they're showing people how great about mentorship is that they've already made certain mistakes where they're coming to you as is right and saying like hey this is the lesson I've had. This is the way to go. Whether it's to you know, purchase the stock or um, look at certain you know currencies, right? If you're, if you're in the foreign markets, um, there's just so many. There's so many outlets, and that's one of the things that um, I actually do. Like I was, I was saying, um, are you says just to answer one of the questions? Is people have been scammed, find it hard to trust someone else telling them what to do with their money? Um, which that is true, but here's the, I would say for me, the couple of things, when you say people have been scammed, um, some things I'm going to be quite honest, when somebody tells you, give me $5,000 and I'm going to (laughs) give you a thousand or 10,000, that should be red flag. So you got to also use level of discernment as well. You know, you're just going to give a complete stranger $5,000 and you don't have no idea what what they're doing with it. And that goes, again, goes back to what Rohan said. You got to invest in yourself. A lot of times, you know, people may feel like, let me give my money to someone else to handle it for me. Um, That's really a big no-no. You got to start learning how to, um, you know, take care of your own money first. So going back to what Tariq said, you know, part of it is, yes, you could get burned for something one time, but then you have to step back and think about, you know, the steps you took. What steps you didn't take when you um, was misformed, misinformed or mishandled. So it goes back to getting proper information.
1: And also to actually do your research, you know, do your research. I mean, there's so many, there's so many scams that's going on. And especially when it comes time for people to file their taxes in the U.S., when it comes time for people to actually um, get certain things like the, um, the stimulus money, right? There's gonna be a lot of people that's actually doing scams out there that's gonna to try to get your money. They're gonna also target a lot of the older people too. People that's retired, right? People that actually spend all these years um, putting their money aside. Now they wanna live life and enjoy their life. But now they have to really be worried because they don't even know if this thing is gonna be true or if this thing is false, um, if it's coming from the bank or if it's coming from someone that's a scammer, right? So um, and it goes for even in um investing too, you know, because um you could have something that looks very very good, and um it could be something that's actually just created just to trap you, right? So um you really got to do your research, you know. Definitely, I
2: would say you know now it's it's the um investing has become very much democratized where anyone can invest. So back in the back in the olden days where you needed to go through a broker, there there could be you know, a higher chance of you getting scammed because, you know, they make risky investments. But now, you know, through Apple, through Chase or Vanguard or anywhere, you can invest by yourself and direct your own investments. And like tc said before, definitely put in that research, you know, watch, maybe use a little bit of CNBC, watch, uh, you know, read uh, you Yahoo finance articles or, you know, things like that. Um, and cross-check your references as well. So when you start to hear certain things over and over again and be knowledgeable about the world around you, what's going on in the political landscape, <laughs> consumer trends, right? You know the companies that aren't going anywhere, the companies that you use every day, good leadership, stable companies. Any question you have, what are the best 10 technology companies, or what are the fastest growing industries, or what are what is the political landscape going forward? These are all, any question that you have, someone has already asked that, and there's definitely a, a plethora of articles and resources and, and videos on that as well. So it, it's very uh, an interesting time to definitely invest. But definitely cross-check all your references. You can direct your investment CDs as well, um, cost-free. You don't have to pay for every transaction. Um, so you can definitely take the power in, in your own hands with that to avoid you of know, those unfortunate circumstances where you do get scammed. Right. Um,
0: on- oh, I'm mm-hmm.
1: sorry.
0: I was gonna say um, when you're ready, I can show my um, my PowerPoint.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. I uh, just want to make one last thing. So just to um, piggyback on what uh, Rohan said, like, even if you're doing like investment, like for, for example, like fidelity, right. You could even have like somebody that's managing it, right. I mean, a, a professional that's managing it, right. Um, those are what's called like a portfolio management uh, management, right. You know, just, um, and then you could also do your research on, on your own and then try to see how you could actually better manage it. But in the meantime, you could have someone who's a professional. Um, guide you and then show you the different ropes of how to how to do different things you know
0: right right absolutely absolutely all
1: right so um i'm gonna give um she control of the screen okay okay so um <clears throat> one of the things um
0: rohan had definitely had said which was was so true is about um making sure to uh, get a skill set, right? So this is what something I want to, you know, share and talk with you. guys Pull this up. One oh, there we go. All right. So you may not see me when I pull this up, but as long as you can see my screen, then that should be fine. So you all can still hear and see me, right?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. So real quickly, one of the things that was said was talking about um, skill sets, right? So. Um, investing is one of the skill sets where it allows you to multiply your money. Um, so again, like we were saying in the beginning, multiplying m- your money means that your money is making money for you, opposed to you having to, you know, have multiple jobs. And there's nothing wrong with jobs. And like I would tell people, if you have a job right now, then you're definitely blessed because, um, you know, these are some definitely trying times, right? So, and like we were saying earlier. the the pandemic itself has made us all think differently about our future and so we're exploring different ways to earn income because as we said even culturally speaking the old ways are no longer sufficient like you go and tell someone you know we talked about college right Uh, i think all of us on here college educated so you tell us go to college get good grades get a degree and a lot of times that's not even enough right so we have to realize that You know, getting these extra streams of income is not just a luxury anymore. So I wanted to briefly talk about the four ways of earning income, right? So what we do on a normal basis is what's called having um, making linear income. About 60% of of the population are employees. These are the people who go to work, right? They have their 9 to 5, their 3 to 11, their 11 to 7. They they're trading their time for money, right? They clock in, they clock out. If they don't go to work, they don't get money, right? So then now we have the self-employed side. This is the 35% of the population. These people are your, your barbers, your nail techs, your Uber drivers, your Lyft drivers, right? Anybody who's doing lawn care. What they're doing is they're trading their time for dollars as well, but their services is is you know regarding clients. So a lot of times people may feel like, you know, yeah, I have my own business, I'm doing my own thing, but you're relying on someone else still. You don't have a client, you don't get paid. You know, think about the pandemic we were just talking about earlier. The barber shops were closed, right? There was there was a lot of people struggling <laughs> um, because they couldn't get their haircut. So they could if the barber wasn't allowed to give people haircuts at their shops, then they weren't making money. So now we have the other side, right? Um, This is the more leveraged income. This is the business owner. And these people are the ones that have systems in place, right? So for system stands for save yourself time, energy, and money, right? So this 4% of the population, they're leveraging the efforts of other people, right? Their own time, energy, and money. So just so people can have a a better picture of what I'm talking about, you know, Target, you're not going to find, you know, the owner of Target Walked around the store, packing your bags, right? Walking at the store assists you in the aisle because he or she already has a system in place. You have the cashiers, you have the managers there. You have people who have job descriptions that is meant to do what they need to do. So that business owner doesn't have to physically be there. Their their ship is still running as they say, right? They can be in the country club somewhere and their business is still running. So that's the 4%. So then as we were talking about we with investing, unique part, which is the 1% that controls 99% of the wealth, is the the ones who are making money work for them, right? Because the difference between money working for them opposed to people is people have to eat, you know, people have to sleep, people have to have daycare, you know, for their kids, Um, and people don't, and, and money doesn't require all of that. Money is not gonna ask for PTO or vacation time, right? So that's the one percent of um the population. This is why it's important to to invest. And this is this is you know another way we saw you know the right side of money. So when we talk about skill sets, right, there's different skill sets that's that you need to have to multiply your money and the money that you already have. So this is not like you need a whole lot of capital. No one's telling you you need to, thousand dollars right to invest like Rohan was saying earlier we was talking about budgeting the little by little that you have you can put that weekly whether it's um, related to stocks as he was saying but the four ways that you're able to multiply your money is through the foreign exchange market through digital currencies as you know you all know as cryptocurrencies you probably heard of that also high-frequency Forex which is high-frequency foreign exchange market as well as e-commerce right so when you have these uh, skill sets, right, you're able to work from anywhere, set your own hours, you get, you know, have unlimited training, right? Because one, you're getting, if you're getting mentorship from someone, if you're, you're getting your research done, you're going, you're taking a certain course, right? You're getting all this support and you're able to have unlimited income now. So let me all give you a quick a rundown of what the foreign exchange market is, because you probably have heard it on the internet, you've seen it everywhere, but people don't exactly understand what it is. And sometimes people equate you know, misinformation or, or something that's a scam because they've just been completely misinformed. So as I was saying earlier, the foreign exchange market is actually the largest and most liquid financial market in the entire world. Now this market is moving $6.6 trillion a day. Okay, not a week, not a month, not a year, a day. Right. And if the market is open 24 hours a day, five days a week, this is some, this is worldwide you're able to exchange money without owning physical money. So some of you are probably thinking, okay, I still don't get it. I want you to think about this. When you, if you're in the United States, if you tune in for the U S and if I leave the United States and I decide to go to Jamaica, I would have to trade my U S dollars for the Jamaican dollars. Right? So that's, you're already participating in foreign exchange. You're exchanging the currency. Now you might have somebody who's tuning in and they're saying like, um, I've never been on a plane, right? It's possible. So if you haven't flown on a plane before, so you're probably saying, well, how do I fit in this equation if I've never been on a plane? So here's the other thing too, as we were saying earlier, um, tying in with banks. Rohan had mentioned that earlier about, you know, when saving, putting your money in account, it barely grows, right? you don't you put money in 2 years later it's probably going to be about the same amount you have so the banks also use your own money that's in the account to participate in the foreign exchange market right these these bigger institutions so what they're doing is they you know they take the money that you have and they put it in the market and they multiply so you're they're using your money as leverage and then they give you your money back they put it back into your account but you have to think about it they just use your money as leverage to multiply so I want you guys to think about that when you're always hearing they're bailing out the banks, right? Sometimes we hear things and things go over our head and we don't exactly understand why. I just gave you an example of that. So high-frequency foreign exchange. This is a form of time-based trading, right? We are able to make money in minutes. It's fast-paced. And like we were saying about trading stocks, bond, indices. This is just a plural word for an, an index. I want you to think of... Um, uh, the Dow Jones, S and P 500, right? These are all stocks that you heard. The, you know the or Nas, um, Nasdaq 100. These are the you know the companies, the tech companies that you like. i um, Rohan was saying earlier, metals, right? So like you know gold or silver, and currencies. As like I said, so you're able to make money in in minutes, knowing how to learn this skill set of high frequency trading. Um, then you also have digital currency market. I know everybody here has to have Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, Google Pay, Apple Pay, right? Everyone has some form of, of payment because every, like I said earlier, those people who are self-employed, somebody has jumped into a Lyft or Uber and they didn't have to trade actual cash because now we're doing everything digitally, right? And, and the digital currency market is actually setting the stage for everyone on how we handle money. So even if you're saying, Oh, I don't know. You're already participating in it. You're you're already doing that. As soon as you swipe your card, as soon as you're you're doing these transactions, that doesn't require you to have physical cash. You're participating in it. And in these markets, you're able to make money 24/7. Why? Because digital currency is not a country currency. It's digital, so it's moving all the time. It's not you know it's not like how the stock exchanges you know stop from a certain time, or from nine to five. This is something that's 24-7. Um, and last but not least, I just want you to think about one thing related to this. You know, there's a um, Nigerian um, um, NFL player, Russell Okun. He decided to get his salary paid in cryptocurrencies, right? So if you've ever heard of Bitcoin, I know that's the big buzz. It's, it's skyrocketed over like 50 grand now. and It's actually projected to go up to 100K. You know, this is something that's going on now. And this is not, just to let you know about cryptocurrencies, it's not something where if Bitcoin is 52,000 or 54,000, that doesn't mean you need actually $54,000 to even participate. You can get fractions of it. Let's tie it back to what we were talking about earlier about just putting a little bit aside. You can have apps such as like Coinbase where you can actually have them um, take out $20 every week for you. and you're, So right there, you're investing and you're investing on a budget, right? We talked about that budgeting, planning, being co- you know cognizant of how you're spending. So the other way to make money, which is a skill set, is through e-commerce. A lot of people on here, we were just talking about it related to the pandemic, you know, shop online. So if you know what Amazon is, you more than likely have shopped online, right? So you have to also think about having your own business online. So this is, you know, something that um, um, I do as well. Even though it's not, um, well, it's not necessarily online shopping. I'm able to have a business online. So thinking about that, having your own store, um, owning, but without having to own products, right, and getting paid every time you're making a sale. So going back to what we said about the cost of having a brick and mortar, right, having a physical building as a store now finding, having access and learning about how to have your own online store. You know, there's so many people within the community that that has, you know, traditional outfits that they might wanna sell. Um, They have certain foods, right? As long as it's not perishable that they're able to sell online. There's so many things that we can do within the African American and Caribbean communities, you know, as far as having a business and it doesn't require you to have so much capital. At the end of the day, it's definitely about, you know, um getting information, right? So let me stop sharing. Hope you all can see me now. Can you see me now? Uh, yeah, we can okay. see you. Yeah. So those are the the four ways that I was just showing that you know we're able to have a skill set and, and learning how to invest. And that goes back to investing in you. Learning a skill set is something that's um you can actually pass down. I just told you about investing trading. You don't need to have a four-year degree to do that. If I'm able to learn how the skill set, I can pass that down to my kid and say, "Hey, this is how, you know, you're, you're looking at a stock or um, trading. I also trade in the market. So if I'm looking at a chart and I'm looking at a certain currency pair, I'm able to show my child how this is done. And this is not something, honestly, like you have to have uh, like the greatest math abilities or anything of that." really is just you know sitting down and getting educated and getting mentor so that's you know one of the things that um, that has I've been blessed with to, to be able to do is I invest in myself and learn this skill set um, related to trading and investing so again it's about you know it's about information
1: mm-hmm. definitely and um, thank you chief for that um, presentation. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was like an eye opener to a lot of a lot of us that didn't know the different um, aspects of of um, investing, and it's such a wide wide category. There's so much different things that we could actually do in regard to building our wealth, right? Right. Um, I also wanted to um, acknowledge um, one of the one of the participants in the group um, is Jackie Roll. She said, um, "I think living in the Bahamas, growing up." we were never thought about investing. Mm -hmm. And we have to change our mindset and teach our children the importance of it. So we really do appreciate that comment. Um, That's part of our goal is to try to just um, let us, as Caribbean people and um, from African descent, know how important it is in regards to the education of um, finance. And the things that come along with it, so that way we could actually change it for ourselves, and then also for our, our future generations, right? Um, they right, say each right. one, each one, teach one, right? So you know something, you're gonna spread that knowledge and not be selfish with the knowledge, right? That's absolutely, absolutely true. And um, but that goes back to
0: um, you know, in a workforce, the, men- the mindset, the mentality. And I get it, you know, you know, being an employee. Once I have information and this is going to give me a raise and like, well, I can't tell nobody, depending on people's environment, they don't want to share because maybe they're the only one, they're the very few who have mm-hmm. knowledge or access to something, right? They, you know, they call it a crabs in a barrel syndrome. Where everybody's just trying to climb to the top, right? And they're just taking this information so they can get from point A to point B. But when you have information that does, that's not only going to change your life, it's going to change somebody else's life. That's. That's what it's about, you know? It's, definitely, about,
1: definitely.
0: it's about growing as not just an individual, but as a people. So that's that's how we, we can move. That's how we can liberate ourselves too. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. which diaspora, you know, that you're a part of. Um, so like she says, she's in the Bahamas. Um, and sometimes you have certain um, roadblocks within your country that doesn't allow you to have, gain access to certain things, right? So it's a, it's a, a, a form of oppression. Right. You've already talked about slavery, right? And how that was systematic and how that stemmed from all those hundreds of years ago. But then now this is the twenty-first century and people still don't have access to certain things. So that's why it's so important to to you know give people information
1: because it can liberate them. Seriously. Oh definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Ms. Um Evie Waite, um, she did say that this program, I guess the financial um, li- literacy that we're doing, um, was a program that she was involved with in the NYC and um, does college courses, college prep, and college tours as well. Um, right. So, you know, we know that a lot of people don't really get to hear the um, importance of financial literacy and um, you know we're just glad to actually just try to just um educate as many people as we can and um just try to you know build that um that practice and that um um stability in them right to try to just become more um financially independent financially um um stable right 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 I to hear you um, oh, they, me, let me, me unmute me you, you.
0: Yeah, my oh,
1: yeah. fault fo- was
2: trying to punish you, my fo- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say other coaches are definitely, you know, ahead of the curve in doing that. They're quick to share information, in, and that's why they're so successful, because they do it together. You know, we have this inclination that there's only a limited amount of success in the world. No, I mean, we're, we're, we're all stronger together. So it's good that we're having these conversations. There's still definitely a long way to go, but I feel like having conversations like this puts us on the right path going forward to kind of to catch up to speed as well. So it's definitely good we're having this.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, so I, I just want to just take one last look at the, um, the chat to see if anybody had any last questions before we wrap this up. Um, and I do want to thank everybody for their time and, um, you know, um, everything that they said with, with, with the valuable information that um, everybody just takes to heart. Um, let me just take a look at this one last time. Um, I do see Miss Aviana Anderson in, in in the chat as well, and we do apologize that you wasn't able to, you know, have that that strong connection. I know you wanted to actually voice, um, you know, your knowledge on financial literacy, and um, next time, um, you know, we'll just have you on board. Maybe I'll try to change the um, the the way that that we actually outlined it tonight. Maybe see if there's another platform that, that's much better, much much stronger for you. Um, so thank you as well for your effort in, in regards to this. Um, so Patrice said, um, educating ourselves on all levels, finance, career, etc. cetera. Right. And, um, that's just a piggyback on what Rohan said. Um, it starts with you investing into yourself and educating yourself on different things. Right. And that's something that all of us was actually touching up on tonight. Is regard to educate. No, no matter what route you're trying to go to, um, there's so many different resources out there. There's so many different individuals out there that could actually help to guide you. You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, someone said something about IRA, right? Um, so IRA is, is another form of investment, right? Um, and it's it's another supplement for a lot of people that do not have jobs that have what is called like a 401k retirement account, right? So um, that's something that's very, very good. It's another form of um, savings for retirement. And if if anybody has like a, something like a 401k, you know, try to look into your company, try to see if they're even matching um, certain things that you're putting in, because you could actually have free money on the table, right? There could be free money on the table because sometimes your job would probably match a certain percent of what you're putting in or it could be dollar for dollar whatever it is so you want to just make sure that you're actually doing your research when it comes to your 401k and um you know just try to make your money really really work for you
2: definitely thanks for sharing
1: that yep definitely um so before we wrap up um um, chi and and rohan you guys want to you guys want to have your last word (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, all, all great information today all around and you know, people in the comments as well, thank you for sharing the information. I'll say this, it, it's not going to be done, it can't be done, in it's not going to be done in a day. You know, it, it takes time, it definitely takes effort. Many times we hear information, we see successful people and we think I can wake up tomorrow and that's going to be me. And that's where a lot of us kind of get discouraged, like why isn't it happening so soon? Uh, wealth takes time to build it takes years to build um, sometimes generations um, but if you continually wake up every day with the mindset I, even if i just get a little bit better i'm on my way to where i want to be you'll be successful so definitely be patient um be patient with yourself take the time to be thorough in your research um definitely put in that extra effort because you know people you'll be thankful for it and, and your the people that come after you will, will be thankful for it as well so it's good that you, you've tuned in so th- thanks everyone for tuning in today
1: Thank yeah. you for those words, Ro.
0: <laughs> he took uh, all I the words see. out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yes, everything he said, absolutely true. Um, uh, patience, right, is definitely key. I always tell people, you know, the same way you've been at a job for 10, 20, 30 years, you have to be patient um, with um, learning a skill set. You have to be patient with with learning about more about you know uh, investing, um, budgeting, and saving. But the key is this: someone had told me, um, actually, Bass Grant. I don't know if you, know, you guys know who Bass Grant is, but I, he had he had said something that was just so profound to me. It was so simple. He said it takes nine months for you to be created, right? And then it takes nine months on average for you to walk. So that's 18 months. So you have to give yourself 18 months of discipline, consistency to see that's so significant that was like beyond your wildest dreams, right? So look at Roy, (laughs) Roy, I was like, oh, that's (laughs) right. Yeah, that that blew my mind when he said that. I was like, you know, that's so true. You know, people don't give themselves time to succeed. You know, you see people, the celebrities, and you just think like they did this overnight. It just looked overnight to you, but you didn't see the grind, the stuff that was in the back end that they were doing when they were unknown. So it's the same thing when you want to uh, change the trajectory of your life, your your legacy, right? Because this whole conversation about financial literacy at the end of the day, it's about your last name as well. So it's not just only about, you know, you learning... Uh, a skill set or you learning how to budget you're learn you're doing this for the future generation this this skill this information this know-how you're passing it down you know we um we, most of us if not all of us we're not able to pass down our job to 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 our next generation right because we had to go through a substantial amount of schooling and that's it you know uh Junior, you brought up your your two-year-old you know what you, what you doing right um as far as um your, your form of employment. You cannot pass that down to your child, right? Because your child would have to go through the same process of schooling as you did. So investing, budgeting, spending, all of that are skills that you're learning now as an adult, or even if you're you know young, but you are actually able to use that as a form of inheritance too. Now, when people think of inheritance, they're always the money solely. Your skills and knowledge is also a form of inheritance, too. So don't
1: take that for granted. Don't take that lightly. Definitely, definitely. Um, So I I just want to thank you both of you guys for joining us tonight. You guys have been um, some great, great um, information that that you guys had provided. I know that a lot of people have taken that and they're going to be running with it, right? And um, like you said, these things are not going to just happen overnight, right? But it's the key is to be consistent, right? And the key is to actually in place all those behaviors, like budgeting, like we, we went over and trying to save and trying to invest your money, right? But also also do your research. So right. um, I do want to thank you guys for your knowledge, your expertise, and um, thank you guys for joining us, you know? All
0: right, thank you. And um, thank you, too, Rohan. <laughs>
1: Yes. Um, all right so we will be continuing to networking and um we'll try to just put something together for our next um, financial literacy okay
0: and last but not least i just wanted to put in there um, you can follow me on instagram at chi chi dot by dot chi so chi by chi or you can find me on Facebook at Chi Chi Coleman just the same name as you see on the screen.
1: Okay, okay definitely. And what about you all, huh?
0: Uh, yeah, I have Instagram as well. Uh, I can put that in the chat somewhere we're underscore R-O-F-A-L-C-A-L.
2: Um, so yeah, we're
1: looking for picking you all. Okay, good, good, good. Sounds good. Alright, so thank you guys once more and uh, you guys have a good night, alright? Good, thank you.